With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And good afternoon, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and welcome to another edition of Steelers Brunch with Tony. I'm your host, Tony Defio. Thank you, as always, for joining me on this fine Saturday afternoon. It's it's Halloween as I'm uh, taping this, so uh, happy Halloween if you're catching me on YouTube. And if you're catching me on, uh, catching me on many of our various podcasting platforms, please, uh, happy All Saints Day, I guess. So uh, I thank you all for joining me, and, and I have several topics I'd like to discuss. Starting up, first of all, uh, I wanted to say hi to everybody in the live chat. There's Boing Boom, and I'm sure many others will be joining me before the show is over. I can't wait to interact with everybody out there. And I wanted to start things off by talking about the Steelers' Big 27-24 victory over the Titans last week. It was the battle of the uh, unbeatens, 5-0 versus 5-0. And Pittsburgh prevailed at the end. It wasn't. It looked like it was going to be a runaway in the first half. The Steelers got off to a 24-7 lead, extended to 27-7 early in the third quarter. But the Titans uh, came back, came roaring back in, over the last uh, 25 minutes or so and, and almost sent it in overtime. But Steven Goskowski's 46-yard field goal attempt sailed right, wide right, and now the Steelers are the only 6-0 team, in, or, I'm sorry, the only undefeated team in the NFL to, at, at 6-0. So I think um, a lot of people were a little concerned by the Steelers' performance in the second half, what happened there. Well, as I've talked about before, as I've written about already, the Titans are a good team, and they hadn't lost a game since before last Christmas. They won a heck of a run in, in, in the playoffs. They made it all the way to the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. They actually were beating the Chiefs in that game at one point before succumbing to the 
eventual Super Bowl champions. So, you know, the Titans are a very good football team. And, 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 you know, the Steelers were on a, a six-period, a six-quarter run of total dominance between the first half of last week's game and the entire Browns game the week before. I mean, they they were they basically doubled their opponents in points. I'm sorry, in yardage, in time of possession. Uh, they ran 70 more plays, or I'm sorry, 69 more plays than their opponents. And of course, they they were up on the scoreboard, 65 to 14. That just doesn't happen very often in the NFL. And when it does, it doesn't last longer than a game or so. And as we saw at the, at, in the second half of last week, that caught up to them in the second half. And the Titans adjusted, and they made a game of it. And, yeah, the Steelers were complicit in that. You know, Ben threw, uh, well, he threw three picks during the game, uh, but two in the second half. I, the only one I really had a problem with was the, the last one at the end of the game when he threw uh, basically in the triple coverage uh, to Juju Smith-Schuster, who was lined up in a linebacker. That's the argument that many people who defended the pass have been saying all week, but yeah, there were enough people in the area that maybe he should have, uh, he should have taken the safer route in that game on that play. And maybe checked it down to Deontay Johnson or somebody else who was running underneath and maybe they would have gotten a first down or at the very least you kick a field goal and force the Titans to score a touchdown to win the game. But other than that throw, I really didn't have much of a problem with, uh, with Roethlisberger's performance. I mean, he actually looked like he was really feeling it in the first half. Uh, I think he was really up for this game. Uh, the, um, the one Titans defender was, uh, I think he was penalized for 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 uh, roughing the passer, and Roethlisberger was pretty uh, pretty animated about it. He was he was uh, jawing with the guy, and and he was pretty critical of the Titans and and what they had. I kind of put the Steelers through with the with the whole COVID thing and, and forcing the early by. So I think he was really I think he really wanted this game more than more than he'll ever admit. And, you know, you could tell he was really he was really uh, feeling it in the beginning of the game, the first half of that game. And he, he was on, too. And uh, I think my favorite play in that first half, in a weird way, was the uh, little left-handed pass to Eric Ebron when he was uh, in trouble of getting sacked. I think it was a left-handed pass. Or it, whatever, it was, it, was a, uh, it was almost like a shot put pass, and, and that picked up some yardage. And that was vintage Ben. That's something he would have – done 10 years ago. So that's something we haven't seen from him in a long time. So that was probably my favorite play in the first half. It kind of made me laugh anyway. But other than, other than you know, other things I want to talk about, uh, I thought the key play in that game, something that, that gets hasn't really been mentioned much, was uh, after Ben threw the pick and, and, the, and the Titans uh, got on a roll on offense and it looked like they were, they were going to be, un- they were unstoppable. They had just picked up that that first down uh, with about a minute to go on third and long. Tannehill hooked up with AJ Brown. I think it was a twenty-one yard pass down to the twenty-five. Uh, the play after that, when when Tannehill was called for for intentional grounding, he was pressured into that by Stefan Tuitt, and that cost him about ten yards. And I think that was uh, maybe the key play in that game, honestly, uh, because that that the, the Titans got I think nine yards after that, and then they had and then they had to kick the field goal. If they get nine yards from the 25 as opposed to the 34 or 35, then it's a much easier field goal attempt. And maybe we're talking about a different outcome in that game if it goes into overtime. So I thought that was the key play in the game. And believe it or not, I think the key drive in that game was the one that resulted in, in uh, Ben's final pick. 
because uh, it was right after you know all the the excitement with the Spillane hit on on Derrick Henry, but that was all for naught because two plays, you know, the very next play, Mika Fitzpatrick was called for uh, for holding on 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 fourth down, and it gave the the Titans a new set of downs, and they been and really just essentially uh, chewed up what was basically uh, the remainder of the, of the uh, fourth quarter and gave the Titans one more shot. That's it. You know, instead of maybe two more possessions, they only have one more. And I think the Titans kind of had the Steelers on the ropes at that point. So that, that was, that was a very, very big uh, drive. And, and I think they wound up with 36 minutes in time of possession. So I thought that was a, uh, it doesn't get talked about much, but I think that was, that was key that they were able to take take so much time off the clock there at the end of that game or on that on that drive anyway. So uh, those are my thoughts on that game and 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 I thought Cam Sutton played a great game, um, filling in for for Mike Hilton at, at 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 slot corner. I guess he played other positions as as we mentioned last week with their sub packages. Steven Nelson played slot a lot and Justin Lane came in and played on the outside and Cam Sutton sort of moved around. But I think I think he had. Maybe his best game as a Steeler. I thought he really made a few key plays. And same for Terrell Edmonds. I thought he made he, he had a really great game, including uh, he, he made a great play, breaking up a pass on that on that drive that that you know where Spillane made the the splash play with that with the hit that on Henry and ultimately the Titans scored a touchdown on that drive. But I thought Edmonds had made a, a key play on that drive. So I thought that was a a good game by him. And it was a good game by Juju, good de- game by Deont- Deontay Johnson. And, you know, the Titans made a concerted effort to take Chase Claypool out of the game. I think he wound up with negative yardage <laughs> on the day, or at least negative points in fantasy football because I have him on my fantasy football team and he got me negative 20. So I know he didn't have a, a, a great game at all, but but Juju and Deontay Johnson did, and, and they had nine catches apiece and, uh, Johnson had two touchdowns. So uh, that's the, the point we keep reinforcing about that receiving core. You take one guy away, it, you're going to, you're going to open things up for one or two other guys. It's pick your poison. And that's the Steelers have a, a great uh, thing going on with that receiving core. And, and, and to repeat myself for the hundredth time, Ben doesn't have to worry about throwing the, <coughs> excuse me, any one person out of, out of obligation because they have no divas on that, on that receiving core. It's, it's a bunch of, uh, <coughs> excuse me, talking too much as usual. It's a bunch of uh, a team first guys on on that on that uh, team. So, uh, and I think what this game did, this victory, not only did it, it improve the Steelers' record to six and zero, but I think it legitimized them as a as a contender. Because I think before. Before that uh, game, I, I think maybe people wondered if they were for real because of of who they played over the first well, like first four weeks anyway, and then they played the Browns in Week Five, and uh, the Browns are always going to be the Brownies to a lot of people, regardless of their record, until they prove otherwise. And so far, this they're five and two, but they've been blown away by their two top rivals in the division by a p- combined score of what seventy six to thirteen. So. They're still going to be the Brownies. So anyway, the Steelers went to that game. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking, but I know a lot of their fans and critics were wondering if they were for real. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, as an analogy, I'll I'll use an example of my personal life. Um, 
I'm, I've been in between quote unquote real jobs now for a while, maybe a year or so. And I've been, I've been during this pandemic, I've been, I've been delivering food to pay the bills uh, through one of these uh, gig companies. I won't tell you which one. It's really not important. But uh, last Friday, uh, the Friday before the Titans game, my last delivery of the day, it was a short day. I made a lot of money. I decided this was going to be my last day or my last uh, delivery of the day. So uh, I was delivering, I was all the way out in McMurray out in like Washington County or, or on, on the fringes of Washington County. That's how far away from Pittsburgh I was. And uh, it was this long driveway. And I said, I'm not going up that driveway. It, you know, you just, when, when you're doing this kind of stuff, you never know Pittsburgh's roads. We might have a great football team, but we, we had the Cleveland Browns of roads. They're just awful. And including driveways. I've, I've messed my car up on many, many of uh, people's driveways doing this. So I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go up that driveway. So I, I took the, the uh, delivery and I walked up the driveway. It was about 30 yards up and this house was beautiful, right? It was a beautiful house. And for some reason, as I was walking back down, I don't know if I was feeling euphoric from the walk, the endorphins were kicking in, or if I was just happy that it was my weekend officially. But I said to myself, I'm going to own a house like that someday. And I don't know why I said it, but I said that. And then I got in my car and went home. Now, as of now, I don't have the means to have a house like that. I don't have the financial means to do that. But who knows? Maybe if I land a lucrative position, hopefully in the not so distant future, tangibly, I'll be able, or if I marry Jennifer Aniston, which has always been another dream of mine, I'll be able to uh, tangibly go about buying a house like that. And I think that's what this, you know, bring it back to the Steelers. I think before last Sunday's game against the Titans, you know, the, the thought of them getting a the number one seed and, 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 and a buy, the only buy now in the AFC, I think that was, might have been a pipe dream to many people, including maybe them. Who knows? Because, uh, you know, obviously you have the Chiefs, you have the Ravens in their own division, who they have to contend with, the Bills, and, of course, the Titans, right? Those a lot of good teams in the AFC. So the thought of the Steelers beating all those teams out to – to, uh, to to achieve that kind of goal for the postseason, like mm, I don't know about that. You know, they missed the playoffs the last two years. Are they for real? Well, now after doing what they did last week and beating the Titans, uh, I think now they can they can tangibly you uh, uh, um, ha have that as a goal, the, the, the number one seed now. So I think that that game was very important for them for a lot of reasons. So so I want to say about that and. Before I get to my next topic, I wanted to welcome a, a bunch of uh, folks into the live chat who joined me since I started rambling on. My man, Big Marv, Ezra, Tom Balejo, I hope I'm saying that right, Hector Hernandez, Kathy Ford, always a, uh, a regular, longtime listener and, and viewer of our shows. So, Mule Skinner, always has some, some great takes. So, Informed 80, I don't know what that means, but I love it. Way Johnson, Nathaniel Zarati. So welcome everybody to the live chat and to today's show. And that brings me to topic number two. And that's my main man, Vince Williams. Speaking of my main man, Vince Williams, one of my favorite Steelers. I'm never shy about it. I follow, follow him on Twitter. Love the guy. I love his story. I love his story. He was a former sixth round pick out of Florida State back in 2013. He was kind of thrust into the into action as a rookie as a starter uh, because Larry Foote was hurt in game one. I mean, he, you know, the Steelers were pretty compromised going into 2013. I think it was 
on paper, maybe Mike Tomlin's worst team. And I think they showed that right away. They started out 0-4 and 2-6. And, and, and they were salary cap compromised. Um, some of the players they were counting on to get them through that year, like uh, some of the free agents that they signed, like uh, St- Stevens Howlings from Pitt, running back that he signed from the Cardinals. He got hurt in week one. Of course, I mentioned foot. Marquis Pouncey got hurt. So they were they, they were they were compromised by the cap. They were compromised by a lot of things. And they were really thin and inside linebacker. You know, they had Lawrence Simmons. And then after foot went down, you know, it was next man up, but we didn't know who that man was going to be. Mike Thomas had no idea. So he had to throw Vince Williams in there. And he started 11 games that year. And, he, you know, he didn't have a Pro Bowl year. He didn't have a memorable year. But he gained a lot of experience from that season. And, and uh, I think he's gotten better each year since that day. And, and now, you know, you, you see – Finally, after last week against the Titans, he had he had ten tackles, and I think he had a almost he, he caused a turnover almost. Uh, he he smacked Ryan Tannehill pretty hard on a running play in the first half during the Titans' first touchdown drive, and if the Steelers, you know, if they would have recovered that, it would have been huge at that point in the game. But you know, he had a really great game, and he, he drew praise from the <clears throat> excuse me from the media throughout the week, and. Reporters were asking Mike Tomlin, you know, why, why he's suddenly playing better, why he's becoming an all-around better line, inside linebacker. And Tomlin basically said, "Look, he's. It's not that he's he's suddenly gotten better. He's suddenly getting more chances now because you know, for the past uh, last year especially, he was in a rotation earlier in his career. He was in a rotation with Shazier and Timmons. He never really could crack into the starting lineup. He did in 2017 and 2018." And, you know, he did pretty good for himself, but, you know, the Steelers are, you know, they, they were looking for that new Ryan Shazier. So heading into 2019, they, they not only signed Mark Barron, the free agent from the Rams, but they went out and drafted Devin Bush. So, because uh, that's, that's where the position is heading. And, you know, you want that, that athletic, fast, uh, inside line athlete who can, who can move from side to side, who can cover deep, that kind of thing. And, and, and Vince Williams, as far as a lot of people are concerned, has never been that guy. But, you know, here he is again this year getting a lot of playing time, and, and, and he started, you know, every game this year. I think I think he has anyway. And, uh, you know, now he's going to be counting on more than ever with, with the injury to Devin Bush. And, you know, I think he, he's he's a, a great study in, in never giving up, and, and, and regardless of the roadblocks in front of you, um, always staying with it and always looking to improve your craft. Because one thing you can say about Vince Williams – He's a worker. He's a fighter. He's never, he's never backed down from, from, from anyone. Right. I mean, he's a, he's a, a Pittsburgh Steeler through and through. And uh, here he is at the age of 30 and he's finally maybe starting to get the recognition that, you know, maybe he deserved a long time ago. So he, he's never going to be Devin Bush. He's never going to be Ryan Shazier. He's never going to be Lawrence Timmons as far as an athlete. But, you know, I think it's a, it's a, it's a lesson for a lot of guys like that. It's a, a lesson to Robert Spillane, the under, undrafted free agent, you know, hang in there. Always keep keep learning, keep trying to get better because you never know where that could lead. And just because you're not a first-round pick, just because you're not a highly sought-after free agent doesn't mean you can't carve out a nice career for yourself in the NFL. So it's uh, it's nice to see see uh, Vince Williams uh, finally getting accolades and at, at this stage of his career. And, and I think the Steelers are going to need him. They're going to need his leadership. They're going to, they're going to need his veteran leadership moving forward. 
especially with uh, Devin Bush down and, 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 you know, a, a, a youngster like uh, Spillane and even UG3, I think he's out for Sunday's game. He, I mean, he's officially out for Sunday's game, but he, obviously he'll be, they'll be counting on him to give them reps throughout the year. So, you know, they're going to be leaning on a veteran like Williams to, to help them get through a, uh, their essentially their rookie years because they're both, both Spillane and, and Gilbert. They might not be rookies officially, but they essentially are rookies. So, it's uh, again, I've always been a big fan of, of, of Williams and, and, you know, it's, it's nice to see guys like that lower round picks undrafted free agents prove people wrong and, 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 and become longtime Steelers, longtime NFL players. So kudos to Vince Williams. And that's going to do it for the first half of, of this episode of Steelers Brunch with Tony. If you're watching on YouTube, Please stick around if you're listening on our many podcasting platforms or one of our many uh, podcasting platforms. Please download part two. And it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw group void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus